This is Page Turners, the broadcast book club brought to you by Muncie Community Schools on WMUN, the talk of Muncie, 92.5 FM, 1340 AM, and Alexa say, play WMUN. Let's join the story now with your hosts, Cam and TC. Welcome to Page Turners with Cam and TC right here on the Talk of Muncie. Cam, love is in the air. Groundhog's Day season is here. Mm-hmm. What was your groundhog prediction? Well, we're in Indiana. Yeah. Let's be real here. So I don't think it matters one way or the other. <laughs> Whether we assume that the groundhog sees its shadow and then we get six weeks in winter uh, Indiana is going to pull in Indiana. We're going to get the opposite. I fully agree. It's gloomy every day here. Well, and here's the thing. Okay, my birthday's coming up. Yeah, I want to go out and about. And I know having a February birthday is never good because you never know what you're going to get. But I would really appreciate not being frozen to the bone at some point in my lifetime. Yeah. But I don't think that's going to happen. We are seven days away from your birthday. So... Mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to happen. No. But guess what? We got an author that you love. I know. (laughs) And we got to talk to her a couple days ago. We did. Which I'm super excited about. And I am excited to share it with everybody. So do you want to do the drum roll for me? Yeah. Here we go. We got to speak with Anne-Marie Pace. We did. Who is author of Groundhog Day and... Vampirina Ballerina. Yep. How awesome is that? I'm so (laughs) stoked to share this. All righty, let's get right into it. So to kick things off, let's start with Groundhog Day. Mm -hmm. Tell us where the inspiration came from for that story. That story came from a prompt from a magazine that I was interested in writing for. And one of the things they needed was holiday stories. And as so, and it was really just a list of holidays. But when I thought about Groundhog Day and Valentine's Day being just two weeks apart, my mind started churning about how to combine those two into a story, into one story. You know, the, the story is that they come up for, um, to see if the sun is shining, see if they mm-hmm. can see their shadow on February 2nd. So it made sense to come up with a story that mattered, where it mattered that Groundhog was under the ground or in his burrow and was going to miss Valentine's Day. It seemed to work together really well. It was such a heartwarming story. Um, We listened to it over the weekend with my kids and they absolutely loved it. Thank you. Yeah, the illustrations are fabulous. Christopher Denise is a a wonderful illustrator and he's really, really gifted, I think, with light and shadow. I mean, that's so much of a part of art anyway. But since the book talks about light and shadow, it was just really exciting to get someone who does light as well as as Chris does. And mm-hmm. so, you know, what he added to the story was was huge. I think, you know, it it's three times as good as it would have been if it was yeah. just my words. Chris did a fabulous job really making your words come to life. And it felt like a warm, cozy little story. Thank you. I would actually like to live in that world because it's so pretty. Mm-hmm. All the hills and the the little cabin with the smoke coming out. It just seems Mm -hmm. so cozy. Now, I know you said that this came from a writing prompt that you Mm -hmm. found in a magazine. Was it specifically about groundhogs not being able to celebrate Valentine's Day? No, no, it was just a list of holidays. Yeah. That was my 
what I did was, you know, I think the magazine said something like they needed stories about these particular holidays and Groundhog oh, okay. Day and Valentine's Day were two of them. And so I put them together. Yeah. And it was a magazine story first. It didn't sell as a magazine story, but I couldn't give up on it. So I rewrote it into a more of a picture book style rather yeah. than a magazine style and became a book. So that was very exciting. I love that because we've seen a lot of people who are doing a lot of like Halloween themed things because mm -hmm. Christmas is saturated and Thanksgiving is starting to get some more love. So to see Groundhog's Day turn into a hybrid of Valentine's Day and uh, its own holiday, it was really nice. Plus, it's right around my birthday. So it makes me extra happy that I have a Thanks. book that's around my birthday. Yes. <laughs> now, how was the illustration process? Did you have the book completed and then you got the illustrations done after? Generally, that's how it is done. Generally, the author writes the book and then goes through revisions with the editor, you know, after it's acquired um, mm -hmm. by the publishing house and the editor and the author go back and forth, back and forth about, you know, trying to make it as strong as they can be. And then somewhere along the line, the editor finds the illustrator. So um, I, I feel like we knew that Chris was interested fairly early in the process, but I didn't have anything to do with the illustrations or suggesting anything. You know, the, the author does their part and then the illustrator does their part. And it's the editor's and art director's job to make sure that everything is gelling and meshing and, and working together. That's almost always the way it's done in traditional publishing. How was it to see it fully completed with all the illustrations? Oh, it, it's it's always the, the best day when I get illustrations. Of course, I see them, they, they send them along the way, but mm -hmm. you know, like they might send sketches and then they might send, you know, not quite complete art so that you can double check and make sure everything is right. But yeah, the day that the, the illustrations come is always very exciting. In fact, as I look over my computer right now, I have a wall of art from my books and two of them are from Groundhog Day. One of them is the picture where Groundhog is standing outside his front door and he's just dropped his coffee and he's looking at his shadow. And the other one is from the dedication page where it's just the hills and the little house and the snow melting on the ground and both of those. So I can see both of those right now and they make me very happy to have on my wall. Oh, good. So Anne-Marie, could you tell mm -hmm. us what you enjoy most about the writing process? I guess the fact that it is a process and that each step of the way has its little joys. I mean, coming up with an idea is wonderful. And then fleshing out the idea in a draft can be a lot of fun. Revision is fun, trying to find the exact right word, making sure the ending is sticking, making sure that everything flows. I, I don't know that as far as the writing goes, that I have a particular favorite thing. I like all of it. Once the book is out, of course, I love going to bookstores and schools, even on Zoom these days, because we have so much uh, great technology for connecting with kids, um, going out into and meeting kids and sharing my books and talking about reading and talking about books. And, you know, kids on the whole love to read. There are kids who don't, but as librarians say, it's only because they haven't found the right book yet. And so, you know, that's one of the wonderful things librarians do is help the kids find that right book. Um, but, you know, when I'm meeting with kids, you know, just hearing them laugh at the right parts or hearing them get excited or answering their questions, it's all pretty great. So 
I would say that the writing process, the publication process with what it ends up in is all, it's all great. <laughs> I guess great is not the best word. It's all, it, I mean, it, it, it's, I'm happy that this is my, that this is my career because mm -hmm. it, it brings me a lot of joy. Now that said, not every moment is happy. There are still rejections and there are frustrating days and days when I just can't come up with the right word or the right ending. Or, you know, the other day, my, my agent wrote me an email and she said, I know you're trying with this manuscript, but I just don't think it's going to be a book. And I have to, you know, accept that and move on because, you know, some, some things are hits and some things are misses and it's all part of the process and you learn from all of it. So mm -hmm. it's all, yeah. it's all good as they say. Yeah. I, I love that you put it as simply as it's a process, mm -hmm. you know, you're going to have good days, you're going to have bad days. But for me, I would imagine that if I was an author getting to see kids faces or you know the actual reader that I'm making things for to watch them be so happy and so joyful that would that would just erase all of the bad stuff to keep me going <laughs> you know like oh okay yeah that was bad but look at all this great stuff yeah well you you remember those things and you want to experience it again so you want to make sure that you have you know a new book coming out or whatever so that that you yeah. get to go back out into the schools and or talk on the radio or, you know, whatever yeah. it is. Talking about books makes me happy. All right, everybody. We're halfway through this amazing conversation with Anne-Marie. But I promise you won't want to miss what's coming up. It's a little spooky, a little pretty, a little sparkly, and just a wee bit... It's mm, a word I'm looking for. Not so terrifying, I guess? But if you like va vampires, you'll you'll love this. So stay tuned. Give us a like on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. We'll be right back. This is Page Turners, the broadcast book club brought to you by Muncie Community Schools on WMUN, the talk of Muncie, 92.5 FM, 1340 AM, and Alexa, say play WMUN. Let's continue the story now with your hosts, Cam and TC. My name is Anne-Marie Pace. I'm the author of 11 picture books, including Vampirina Ballerina, and you're listening to Page Turners. So a book Cam and I, we both love is obviously Vampirina Ballerina. Mm -hmm. Thank you. you. <laughs> could you tell us where the inspiration came for this story? Vampirina Ballerina, I was thinking about things that are opposite from each other, not necessarily like cold and hot or, you know, summer and winter, but but vampires who are sort of scary and goth and you associate you know darkness and and things and nighttime with the vampire and then a ballerina and of course ballet dancing can tell all kinds of stories it's not just the stereotypical pink tutu frilly stuff but the the stereotype of a ballerina is that pink 
really stuff. So I was thinking about that in the sense of how different they were and the idea of a vampire who wanted to be a ballerina. And I just started playing with it. I, I don't really like horror or vampire stuff, you know, none of that. Halloween, I like the lighter dressing up, you know, as book characters mm-hmm. kind of thing, but I'm not so much into the creepy stuff. So I actually had to do research on, on vampire lore and the vampire mythology so that I knew what I was working with. But I liked the idea and I wanted to keep going with it. So I just listed things like, you know, has fangs or mm-hmm. out at night, that kind of thing. And then, and of course, I had to eliminate things that wouldn't be appropriate for children. And then I just thought about how those qualities would make it difficult for a vampire to be a ballerina or the the hacks that that vampire might have to use, like finding a class that meets at night. Because if they had a morning class, then they would be asleep. So, you know, that sort of thing. And then it eventually, with the help of my editor, it turned into into what it became. You know, it's a how-to book on for vampires, how they can become a ballerina. In fact, that was the original title was How to Be a Ballerina. And I thought that the joke would all be in the illustrations. But my editor thought it would be better if it had both vampire and ballet in it. And he came up with Vampirina Ballerina. And of course, that was brilliant. So we ran with that. And um, so that's basically how it got going. Full disclosure, uh, I watched the show before I knew it was a children's book. Okay. And then immediately <laughs> ran out and found it. And it was, I, I was a babysitter and a nanny for a very long time. And all of the girls I ever babysat were obsessed. Obsessed. We threw a three-year-old of vampire ballerina party because she wanted to be vampirina so badly oh my goodness that's wonderful thank you for sharing that with me oh yeah we had capes we had tutus we had teeth Mm -hmm. all night so when thomas told me that we were gonna have Anne marie pace on i was i was super stoked um not gonna lie but it it had to have been a little odd being approached or even having the idea of turning it into a show. So can you give us a little insight as to how that all came about? Sure. It, it really was nothing that I did. I mean, I wrote the book and Lewin Pham illustrated the book and we created this book that inspired Disney to make a show. But my understanding, I could be off a little bit on the details, was basically just that because the book was published with Hyper- Hyperion, which is the Disney trade book branch of of Disney books. They just sort of automatically send all the books they publish to Disney Junior, Disney Channel, you know, all of the Disney things together. And and so they, someone liked it. When they liked it, then, you know, it, it just sort of went from there. They came to us. So I know that a lot of authors have to, you know, they have agents. I mean, I have an agent, but they will have like a film agent who is trying to get them to place something. And that didn't happen for us. They came to us. Us. So it was actually a pretty straightforward process because it was already within the Disney umbrella. It's still pretty cool to think that you created this character in these little stories and somebody liked it so much, just like me and all of my little girls that I that I babysat <laughs> for, and they wanted to see more of it. So I thank you, one, for writing it um, and giving little girls like myself who aren't quite into 
all of the rainbows and butterflies, but we kind of have a little bit of that darker side to us and Mm -hmm. can still Mm -hmm. have a character that we relate to. You're welcome. You know, it's, it's funny because, you know, Vampirina Ballerina, people think about, I I think we're changing as a culture, Mm -hmm. thinking that a ballet book doesn't just have to be for girls, you know, and girls that like pink and and all this stuff. I think we're changing, but I've found in school visits that the boys like it just as much mm-hmm. as the girls. And it is maybe part of it is because of the spooky stuff. But I think part of it is just that all kids like humor and they mm-hmm. like clever things and they like being able to pick out things in the illustrations that aren't in the text, you know, the little the little bits. And Lewin Pham, you know, she just filled the pages with all this wonderful stuff to look at um, that's that's not in the text, but tells the story uh, more completely. And I I think, you know, kids like that. But yes, I've definitely heard from parents who maybe had, you know, maybe they went through their goth stage in high school or something, and then they, you know, they're looking for something to share with their, with their girls or their children, you know, that, that has some element of something a little unique in it. But, you know, little girls who are very traditional and and like ballet, they like it too. So it's been, it's been fun to have been a part of creating something that, lots and lots of different people have enjoyed no matter what their interests is you know there's a there's an entry point for for lots of kids into the book and that's been that's been very rewarding i absolutely yeah. i absolutely love the touch on the cover where it says countess Anne marie pace Mm-hmm. and Mistress yep. of the Night, Lei Wen yep. Fan. Yep, that was something she came up with. I don't want to say that she came up with everything clever in the book, but, <laughs> but she came up with an awful lot of the clever stuff. She's just, you know, she's a brilliant illustrator and um, I love her work, not just in my books, but in everything that she does. So it was a real gift to be paired with her for this book. Yeah, you can tell that you guys worked really well together just mm-hmm. by how it all was crafted from the illustrations and the story it was also well done that you it it would be hard pressed for me to be convinced that you guys weren't on the same brain wavelength the entire time well you know i told you earlier when we were talking that the traditional way is that the author does their thing and then the illustrator follows up and you know and but this was actually a case where our editor Kevin Lewis um, had us going back and forth a little bit more than is typical we were we were in touch some which was was really nice because you know I got to see how her you know her amazing brain was working it wasn't just yeah. illustrations showing up completely done it was it was a chance to see it her process and uh, I really enjoyed that yeah well Anne Marie this has been a very very quick interview however we've got enough time for one more question and I'd like to ask if there was one thing you could tell our listeners what would that be one thing that I would tell your listeners I mean the, the thing that comes to mind right now is is what we touched on earlier and that is if you don't think of yourself as a reader you just haven't found the right book yet so please keep trying because the world of reading just opens up so many possibilities Cam Mm-hmm. That was all the time we had to speak with Anne-Marie Pace the other day. What was the takeaway you had from that conversation? I think my favorite was, if you don't like reading, you haven't found the right book yet. And I tell people that in a much less kind way mm-hmm. when I talk to them. 
because if you start a book and you're not interested, it's okay to put it down. Mm-hmm. Everybody feels like if you start something, you have to finish it. Yeah. That's not the case. If you don't like it, put it down. Find something else. Yeah. Find she, something more. She put it so well. I know. So beautifully. So kindly. I love that she gave so much props to her illustrators. Oh, yeah. She wrote these amazing books, but the illustrators really helped bring the stories to life. Mm-hmm. And she really gave them a lot of credit for having input and special ideas that were presented on the page. And you can see it. And you can really see every yeah. bit of it. Oh, 100%. Because when they work well together, you get good content. Yeah. When we work well together, yeah. we get good content. <laughs> <laughs> so that's all the time we had for this episode. We hope you enjoyed that. If so, tune in again next Saturday for Page Turners. Thanks to our sponsors, Muncie Community Schools. And until then, we'll see you next time. That's the end of this chapter of Page Turners, the broadcast book club with Cam and TC, brought to you by Muncie Community Schools. Thank you for listening, and be sure to join the story again next Saturday morning at 8 a.m. with Cam and TC for another chapter right here on WMUN, the talk of Muncie, 92.5 FM, 1340 AM, and Alexa say, play WMUN.